bear with us, Freak Nation. Again, the only voice that doesn't change in this is Statman's. But if you, <laughs> when you hear Crash and you hear me and our, one of our former co-hosts, Slugnuts, it's a uh, man alive. And, and Richie, have your finger on the dump button. It's I, screeching. Remember, this is uh, 18 years ago. There might be some things that come out of our mouth that would not be very appealing today. To current audience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Freak Nation. Uh, let her rip. The number one badass in America, <laughs> Evil Knievel, and you are listening to the Bastard Children and the show, The Speed Freaks. That's right. They can kiss our ass, right, Evil? Exactly right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard us talking about the guy for damn near 30 minutes. Even during the Pedagon interviews, he could we couldn't keep him out of this damn Speed Freaks pits, the Lucas Oil Studios. That's Crash Gladys, Lugnut, Statman Carruthers. My name is Kenny Sargent. 8669 Freaks. Get on the horn. Maybe not now. Maybe when we do the third break with you, we'll, we'll take some phones for George Thorogood. 8669 Freaks. 8669 Freaks. Would you please welcome, I've known him for about five or six years, and I'm going to want him to tell that story at Dodger Stadium about that broad who sang so horribly, <laughs> who sang the national anthem, Oops. and you looked up at me. You, you but you, I, I know who Kenny Sargent oh. really is, folks. He is that guy. Get up close, did, to, the, get up close he, to the mic, George. He did this to me in Dodger Stadium. And, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, George Thorogood. Yeah, right. Everybody was everybody was like in in in, in just in you know, physical pain as well as you know mental pain, <laughs> uh, struggling through this national. And I turn around and I look at Kenny Sargent, and because this is visual, I was sitting there, and I was standing, standing with my father-in-law, and I and I turned around, and Kenny's standing there like this, and he looks at me, and he goes like this. <laughs> Giving the face of, Meaning I don't like, think so. No, no, he was giving me a face like, be good. <laughs> you, you know that guy, and we all had that guy in study hall, that while the teacher had both palms on the desk and was right in your face screaming at you, there was always that guy tapping you under the table with his foot, <laughs> making you laugh at the, at the study hall teacher's face. And the person would keep screaming, you, could you laugh one more time? There was always that guy on the table, and that was Kenny Sargent. <laughs> and that was, I know. I knew, he is that guy. I know. It, it would always be me getting in trouble, the other guy getting all scot-free. <laughs> he proved it. And he proved it at Dodger Stadium that night. Yeah, but that girl went on to be famous. Britney Spears is pretty good now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't recall who it was, but I remember you. Dude, it was horrible. Okay, I said, this guy's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably every camera and the TV camera in the student stadium was aimed at you. And he was tapping me under the under the chair like this, trying to get me, <laughs> trying to get me to blow it. Mad <laughs> bastard that he is. We got George Thorogood in here. He's doing a number of things. He's tapping the new CD, Ride Till I Die. So we figure we ought to get his happy ass in here in the Freak Nation. We got about 100,000 people listening to us, George Thorogood. And sometimes we've had oh big time musicians in here like yourself who will play, some won't play, which, by the way, George will be bringing his acts in hey. here. With Jimmy, mm -hmm. Jim Solar, Jim Solar, Dallas, Texas. You need to get close to the mic, man. These are radio mics. These aren't those big ass Sennheiser multi-directional. I'm on the mic. There you go. I'm on the mic. George Thorogood, your utmost greatest memory of you in a car is? My utmost uh, greatest memory of me in a car was Even probably on a bus. On a bus. Probably um, on a bus or a car. My greatest which memory. Is, which is a, is a funnier story for the Freak Nation? Uh, my greatest memory of being in a car is um, riding in the backseat of a limousine with my wife and my daughter. 
It's my greatest memory of being awesome. in a car. With Marla and Rio, right? right? All right. That's my How greatest that? memory. That's pretty cool. Pure class, too. But you did tell me a story here, Chief, in the, uh, in the break here. That oh, now he, goes right in, now he goes right into the smut. You no, no, about- no, no smut. I, I respect that. That's class. Because here's a guy that could be – he's toured Remember for like, his daughter and his I know, wife are listening. I know. This is what I think is class. Is that you're talking about your daughter, and a lot of rock stars get a bad break sometimes. But you – did play your first gig at a snappy burst facility, correct? Well, we had a we had a um, first gig ever, ever, ever. Well, our first gig was actually at a, at a, at a college. And then we got it later. We couldn't the get the college of breast facility. We couldn't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> you people are terrible. You know, may I say that? I mean that in the utmost respect. You're, you're, <laughs> That's I, great. It's pretty bad when you got to bring in George Thurgood to clean up your image. <laughs> But that's, the thing that's yeah, but the that's, thing that's remarkable that's about you. That's gotta be a drop. I know. <laughs> that's gotta be. A drop. We're gonna be we're gonna be playing that drop for years to come. <laughs> the thing that's the most remarkable about you is that so many people listen to your music. It, you could have, I mean, you've got people in the Freak Nation that are George Thorogood fans, and I understand even the Pope rocks the Vatican with George Thorogood. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's meant to music covers a lot of boundaries. The verse. The Pope know. was snapping it's the old hooks there. Yeah. Bad, yeah. The where, did, yeah. Where, where did Gear Jammer come from? Uh, actually, I was listening to um a lot of uh. A lot of radio uh, in, in 80, about 81, 82, that was country radio. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that it was, I really thought that country, country music about 81 or 82, I was thinking it was going to get really huge, massive in the next decade. I thought it was going to just take off like nobody, which it really has. Yeah. And I was listening to it and I was trying to write songs in that. I, I wrote a song called I Drink Alone and also wrote a thing called Gear Jammer, but I couldn't really get good country music to fit it. And then I, I said, well, the, the, play play how you play, George. Don't you know? I, I thought the name Gear Jammer because you know a lot of um, country people listen to you know semi trucks mm-hmm. and all that. They they usually keep it to the to the country station. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, directing it towards those type of people to drive the semis. And, I, and then I started thinking, well, maybe a lot of rock and roll people listen to you know have that for a living, do it as well. But I, I couldn't seem to fit those kind of those songs into a country you know format. So I said, just go with. You know, I said, you know, you're not going to catch Led Zeppelin or any of those guys, but uh, you can give it an effort and you know, give it a try. You know, we've got George Thorogood. Lo- where did Lonesome George? Where did Lonesome come from? There was a cat in our neighborhood who was who was about um, a year and a half younger than me, and he fancied himself as uh, a kind of a playboy, which he was at, at the tender age of about 14 or 15. He always had girls around him, and I never had any. And he used to tease me. <laughs> he used to tease me a lot, and he'd say he'd be he'd only have three girlfriends, and he'd say, "Why don't you, why don't you guys go hang out with George?" I said, "No, we don't want to hang out with that guy," you know. And then he'd say, he'd say, he always said, Lonesome George. He took pity on me. So here comes Lonesome George. And that's oh. how, and then it kind of, it just kind of rolled from there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's Where driving a bus now. now. Actually, you, a you know what, actually, you know what he did? I saw the guy, I saw the guy, not recently. I was doing a show at the air-conditioned <laughs> Philadelphia Spectrum, which was sold out the the air in, in Philadelphia, which is <laughs> near where I'm from. Yeah. And I was playing there. And we had it. We had it sold out. He's a kid from Delaware, right? From the from the oh, country. I'm literally a country boy, Jeff and I. And we're here playing. And this guy comes walking in the room, and he's now about at least 150 pounds overweight. God, I love. And that. he's a security guy at the Spectrum while I'm headlining it as a star. You know what? You know what? And, oh, I, and I went to him. And he walked. I didn't recognize. I walked up. I said. I said, "Hey, Timmy," and I was thinking, "Well, that's that's your karma, pal. You know, you, and that's I believe in that sort of thing." Who's lonesome now, bitch? <laughs> Vicky, I, I, I didn't take it that far. I just, I did quietly. You know, you didn't have to. He's a security guard at the Spectrum. I say, I said, like Tommy Lasorda said, you, 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 you win with pride, you lose with dignity. Vicky, I didn't need words to 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 get him. Damn, George, Vicky in Hollywood. You're on with George Thorogood and the Speed Freaks. Go ahead, Vicky. Hey, George, how are you? We're good. 
I'm the uh, spokesperson for Bikers Against Drunk Drivers. You signed a photograph for me. Yeah, we did just that. We just signed that just yesterday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the concert was wonderful, and I wanted to congratulate you on your 30th anniversary. Thank you. Rock and roll. What are you doing, yoga? You can kick your your foot over your head higher than I can. Yoga? Yoga? Uh, no, I just, um, you know, do like everybody else, try to get eight hours sleep, three square meals and some exercise. There's no real, no real mystery, you know, how to, how to try to stay on top That's of it. That's true because you bring, there, there's some, you bring out the Chuck Berry and everybody, brother. <laughs> you really do with your scooting and those happy shoes you always wear. Well, you know, uh, Chuck Berry, not too long ago, they cornered him and they said, um, Chuck, what do you base your success on? And he could have given any answer he wanted. Here's the guy that influenced the Beatles. That's his Bob Dylan. The, you know, the, all the top people. Chuck's there. Everyone, there's not one of them can say Chuck Berry didn't sink into their life in some way. Kind of like Marlon Brando as an actor. So somebody asked Chuck and they said, what do you base your success on? And he said, you got to eat right. Wow. And I thought, yeah, okay. Because, you know, without your health, where are you going? Nowhere. I'm, I'm that comes from Chuck Berry. So I took that to heart. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if you just had your girl mm-hmm. or not. It was one of those, you were still beaming. She was either pregnant mm-hmm. or she had just had her baby. Yeah. And did life take a 180 George Thulgood when she popped out? Um, not really. We were having a pretty good time and we wanted to invite somebody else to the party. <laughs> you know, we, were, we just wanted to take it up a notch, you know, so it didn't really, you know, I mean, no real difference. Just. Just got to get up earlier in the morning. It's not really, you know, no, which I is, gotta, but but it's worth it. Damn right. I got to say something. Wait a minute. This guy, all the rock stars. This guy has been everywhere. There's been to be in rock. He's been thirty years with the same band. <laughs> what fifteen years with the same woman, and now he and chooses to bring a baby into the into the relationship because he wanted to to take it up a notch. <laughs> That tells you something about who he is and not about some of the cretins that, that come into the rock world. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Not much motorsports. Thank you, I love you. And head right into the party. Those facts. Not much motorsports. Freaks. Not much motorsports. Now, wait, we're not going to debrief from some of the things that went on in that little part of the interview. Yeah, it's not much motorsports, so why not? Let's do it here. Okay, that's what I wondered. Statman, are you still with us? I'm just trying to figure out what that show was. That ain't that wasn't Speed Freaks. That might have been Speed Freaks. Not what we're doing now. Wow, that was mercy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why it was difficult for us to get hard cards in the beginning of time. (laughs) One station, one mic. That show deserved to be on one station with one mic. (laughs) Uh, Richie, give us your two cents on that uh, eight, nine minutes of George Thorogood, please. The College of Breast Facilities. Yeah, I'm telling you, some of that stuff just you know falls out on the table, and you got to deal with it at that moment, you know. <laughs> Cretans of rock and roll. I mean, wasn't that a, wasn't that a band that tra- toured with, opened for Thoroughgood at one time? 
That's, that's Ralph Schumacher's band. <laughs> oh, the oh, lingo. My gosh. <laughs> Stuff that we used to say that just the vocabulary in general. We haven't said Cretan since probably 2008-ish. <laughs> but we used to say it all the time. Oh, that's bonkers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for that because you chose to listen to it, Freak Nation. <laughs> There's no well, that was good. I mean, the only thing that wasn't there was the pizza. And that, that might have been the best part of the whole thing. Right? Yeah. He was yeah. in there for, There's. this is about a 45 minute interview with two, two or three songs that he plays. I remember that. Him and Schuler play, pulling their guitars and. Yeah, yeah. wasn't his wasn't his wife in the uh in the control room looking at us the whole time? wasn't Wasn't she there with us? No, they. He told us that that they are listening in their Hollywood Hills home or something. Mm. All right. Oh my gosh! There and yet, Lugnut still went there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> my poor daughter. Yeah, let's not let's not bring that part of the. Freak Nation. <laughs> Mercy. After 2016, let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah, and what's what's great about our archives, or probably what's not great, is like the first, I, I want to say like the first six, like maybe six, like the first year, all the show's air checks are on cassettes. Oh, we haven't yeah. found a way to transfer those yet, have we? Oh yeah, on they're on dats too. Did you did it's you find a, did you find a way to get them transferred? Yeah. Oh I mean, mercy! I haven't done it, but I know how to do it. Yeah, like Richie chiming in. What's that? Mm. What's a tape? God, those little those little blue things. If you hit the key wrong, you don't. You, you missed. 15 minutes of interview. Wow. <laughs> yep. 